Shalette, welcome to the Bit by Bit podcast. This is amazing. I've been wanting to get you on for a while. I just, you know, haven't reached out. <laughs> and then I did, and I'm, you know, astounded to finally have you on. I've known you for a long time, but yeah. this is amazing to have you on. I'm, I don't know. I'm just so excited. How are you? Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, man. I'm great. I'm great. I'm in a, a good space. Um, since the last time we talked, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I've grown and, you know, learned so much like a thousand times over. So I think it's like a great time to like check in and, and I kind of see where my head's at as far as like the industry, filmmaking and where I am as artists. And it's a good time though. I feel like I'm finding more of who I am and my identity like more and more so it feels good mm-hmm. so for the people who don't know um let's go let's start it off with your introduction and occupation who are you what you do those type yes. of things yep so i am a filmmaker and photographer mm-hmm. my background specifically is producing film producing and for those who don't know what that means you may have heard of a music producer, but the film producer is the one who really puts everything together. Like they hire the director, they hire all this different crew and they're directly under the studio. Mm-hmm. And it's a major role. It takes a lot of work, a lot of uh, uh, brain power and thinking and problem solving. And then I kind of like translated that into all of my own personal productions and I think it really helped me out a lot. And then obviously with photography, that was kind of a hobby that went a little too far, but I love it a lot and I'm doing it all the time and it's fun. And yeah, I am self-employed and I have been since I graduated college and that's been like the biggest blessing. That's amazing. Um, so I want to ask you, let's just dive into it, your love for photography. So how'd you get into that? Like what was exactly... Who got you interested in your love for photography and cinematography? So when it comes to photography first, um, again, I was in film school. So I'm I'm a freshman in film school and I'm like my third or fourth weekend. And I'm like, why am I in film school without a camera? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I need a camera, right? <laughs> so I got, you know, a very basic Canon Rebel T3i camera, the OG mm-hmm. like starter kit. And I just started taking it everywhere with me. And I would film vlogs. I would film my friends. I would film my experience at Columbia. And then I would make like a four-part series from freshman to senior year. Um, But with one of my friends who's a fashion major, she saw that I had my camera around. And of course, she was like, oh, let's take some pictures. And I remember the first thing I said was like, I'm not a photographer. Like, I'm a filmmaker. I'm not a photographer. Like, I'm you know, out of respect for you, like, I shouldn't do this, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, and she was like, oh, she just insisted, and then eventually, like, before I know it, I was, like, having my very first photo shoot, and it wasn't terrible, it really wasn't bad, but it was in that moment where I was, like, she loved the photos, but I kind of had a moment to myself, and I was, like, you know, I feel like I can do a little better, and then it just became this 
like addiction of like, how can I get better every, every single time? I didn't even want to like become a photographer. I just wanted to like learn how to use the camera, you know, in a, in a more, with more intention. And mm. it was like this mystery like device that was all these buttons and it was just really complex and so much going on. And it was exciting to me. It was a, it was a hobby, honestly, a hobby. So I was learning how to film on my camera but I was also like, I would spend um, the whole summer just walking down a different street in Chicago, downtown, just going all the way north or like, you know, all the way south or east and just like try to learn like my area and just like see new things. And I would do it to, you know, get familiar with Chicago. But that's how I got into street photography. And street photography was the the first thing that I did were before I started working with more people and models where I could just take fun photos because Chicago has an amazing skyline and skyscrapers architecture mm-hmm. is so beautiful there. So it was fun to just like, you know, experience a new city um, in college while learning my camera. And then, you know, more and more people would want to ask to shoot and it just became a business and a real passion of mine. I really loved taking photos of people because I really like getting to like know people when I'm one and really showing everybody that, you know, no matter who you are, you have your own unique look. And it was fun to be able to capture that. Mm -hmm. And of course, with you know, having a camera, learning photography and teaching myself to become a cinematographer. I was, you know, I was producing in school the whole time, but I was, you know, trying to think of the mind of, you know, of like composition and framing and, kind of incorporated that into photography and video and then I had this like crisis where I'm like all right so many people like I'll go to an event and people like oh this is Shalai he's a photographer while I'm paying all this money to go to film school and I just had I was like am I though and I'm like I am but I'm a filmmaker and then now I just kind of like accept that I love visuals that's it you know I don't have to decide if I'm this or that like I just enjoy visuals yeah it's always interesting to want to know like why people <laughs> want to come in as a film producer. That's really yeah, it's interesting. I think it's very underrated as far as like as far as like what you're doing and what it is. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, like everyone's a director, mm-hmm. everyone's a cinematographer, and I do jump into those roles all the time. Like when I'm doing my indie projects, no, I don't have. 80 100k budgets to hire all these people so i am playing multiple parts you know um so but by understanding how to produce i became a logical thinker as well as a creative thinker because you work with directors and cinematographers like oh let's do this and let's do that Mm -hmm. and they have no idea like okay what's the insurance process the you know location scout or like the can we even work this into the budget is it like feeding the story like why are we making these decisions just because you want this cool camera and this cool lens like you know what actually makes sense as a whole for the story so being a producer really helped me to serve the story first and then understand okay like if it makes sense we can make these different decisions but what is the most important I remember sitting with my whole my whole um department head my the meeting for my department heads for my um thesis film mm-hmm. and they all had to pitch their ideas to me um my production designer wanted this my cinematographer wanted that and obviously my director wanted something else as well and so I had to just like 
you know, bring everybody centered and decide like what makes the most sense for the money that we have and the story that I'm trying to tell the audience. Wow. That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because it's like you said, it's an underrated job. It's an underrated thing that, you know, we don't think about um, film producing and, you know, you hear about it so much and directors eventually try to get into it. Actors try to get into it later on, but it's a thing most people should try to look into early on. At least take a class or just like understand Mm -hmm. and what I appreciate about film school is they really encouraged us to take multiple classes. Even if you're not going to be a cinematographer, take a class because filmmaking people, people know nothing about filmmaking besides how many credits are at the end of the, of a movie. If you know know nothing about how a movie is made, you know, it took a lot of people to make that Mm -hmm. movie, you know, and you walk out the people, you know, we may be interested as film people and stay in the credits and be like, Oh, that's a person. Oh, they had, Oh, they had a whole unit in Australia for this. Oh, they shot this in Atlanta when I thought it was in in LA. Like, you know, it just, Mm -hmm. it's exciting when you like know about it, but a lot of people really have no idea how many people it takes to, well, they do know how many people it takes to make a movie. Um, And as far as like producing, like it really, you know, you really need someone to put it all together. And you watch big movies, they have multiple producers, not just one person, not one person, but everyone knows the director and they have a, a crucial role. Absolutely. But going back to my point is, as you start to learn different roles and come together as a unit, just a little bit of awareness on somebody else's job as a sound person or, you know, whoever's doing production design will help you communicate better. So you're not just talking crazy to each other. No, that's true. So I want to ask you, um, where did the idea for wanting to create your own company rather than working for another person's company? So building the brand of Chalette, because by the yeah. time I had met you, you already had, you know, your own clothing. You already had, you know, you already had built the brand of Chalette. Where did that yeah. idea come from? So I I consider these two guys like my older brothers in my creative experience. Their names are Edo and Terrell. Mm. And they were... Um, they're older than me. Like Terrell was a senior when I was a freshman and Edo um, super self-made, never went to school. And they're both just amazing artists, like really knew Chicago really knew what was like hot on the scene, like really making like amazing moves. And I was so inspired by them. And they really like took me under their wing and helped me to like, not even like directly, but just just seeing the way that they interacted with their brand, like mm-hmm. to brand. Um, he still has a brand, still committed to it called Swag R Us. It's a magazine, it's um, a website, it's a blog, and he had the logo, and it, the, the website had a theme. And when you you know when you talk to him, he becomes the brand. He speaks about it. It's a real thing, and it exists. You know, it's not just like oh, this is my you know, little blog that I have. No, it's, this is my brand. Mm-hmm. And himself, like he's a graphic designer. He made all these amazing designs. He did help me with my first, you know, batch of clothes and everything. And just seeing them like 
you know, Terrell helped me make my first logo and well, my logo, not my first logo, like that's my <laughs> logo. When I, when I, when I told him what I wanted, I said, I want the shutter in the shape of a C. I want it to be clean, beautiful. That's it. You know, that's exactly who I am. That's what feels right. And so with them, they really helped me to define myself as a brand, see myself as a brand. And I think that was like the best decision that I could have made because, mm-hmm. you know, I, it was it was kind of tough for me seeing my peers go to Hollywood and work on film sets where they're working on commercials, they're mm-hmm. shadowing like famous directors or whatever. And I just felt like I was not going the same direction as everyone else. You know, I was yeah. doing music videos, I was shooting commercial fashion and like fun stuff. And I was doing so much photography. And, you know, when I came to Columbia, I'm like, you know, I thought I was going to be doing all these this movie stuff. And, you know, I I still love that stuff. I still absolutely do. And I still do shoot film here and there. Um, but I really am grateful for the fact that I like, you know, accepted the, the path that I was taking. Mm-hmm. And then I became, you know, one, very financially stable by becoming a brand, also a business. And so... I started to, you know, capitalize off learning how to use a camera and supporting myself and getting projects and learning how to speak to people as a company and, you know, as your friend as well. And, you know, learn how to talk money and all these very difficult things. And I learned so much, but I remember in college, I just wanted to, I remember going to film school and just like seeing someone present their work and, it, right after I presented mine and this one director went up right after me and I'll never forget like it was so good it was so well done that I was just embarrassed I was embarrassed mm-hmm. and I I went back home and you know I remember just laying in bed and I was like man like I have so much work to do like I'm so far from where I want to be and I decided, I was like, you know what? I want to be so good at my work that like, it'll be a mistake for anybody to hire anybody else but me. Obviously that's not (laughs) realistic, but I needed like to push myself because I was Mm -hmm. like, I have, I see myself like this and I'm right here right now. I don't know anything about what I thought I knew. And so it just like keeps me hungry and engaged to like really do the best that I can to improve my work and posters everywhere i want everyone to know who i was chalette the business the brand the logo and you know just like seeing my brand the way i I saw it in my head and just kind of like putting respect on it everywhere that i could yeah because you had like the whole downtown on lock yeah (laughs) you had like a street team Like now that I think about yeah. it, yeah, you have like the whole Chicago downtown college scene on lock. This all <laughs> makes sense now. <laughs> oh my god. And and that and that was just me trying to find ways to market, you know, like how can I what can I do? No, it was really smart because I remember I think before I like really knew you, I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> like all I keep seeing is the C. Like, oh my god, this person has the streets on lock. <laughs> man i was i was like so hungry then but but i'm glad you you recognize that and that's all i needed you know like even if you never met me or ever booked me like you saw something in your mind that could trace to my work and 
it's like billboards and marketing you know mm. do what you got to do um because it was also like you know it was my my income you know I didn't want to oh you totally asked about like being having my own brand versus like getting a job mm-hmm. um yeah I think part of that hunger was yeah like sitting in my room and looking at the next two weeks of my calendar not seeing any bookings you know there's mm-hmm. no one booking me for anything and so I you know the pressure was on like how can I look better how can I gain more clients and you know show my work to more people so I could sustain myself and so that was like part of the drive as well beyond the passion for it it's like yeah I I'm the only one as an entrepreneur like I have no boss and I have no, nobody on payroll, you know, you know, maybe for work for hire on certain projects, but you know, what I make every month is completely up to me and what I make in a year is up to me and who knows me is up to me. So it's a lot of work, but I wouldn't um, trade it for anything. I love being an entrepreneur. I, I'm excited for it every single day. It's like, all right, well, what do I want to create today? Or who do I want to create with today? Mm-hmm. So I think it's great. I think it's I think it's um it's what feels right for me. When um that kind of goes into my next one. So how would someone in high school or college go about starting their own company? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah, so I've actually been doing like online classes with people um, as mm. far as like um helping them and the other day I had a class with an 18 year old he's a photographer really? yeah that's amazing in uh Chicago um goes to Kenwood and I was very impressed with his work he reached out and he said I would love to be your mentee and I was like well you know I'm not really in Chicago like that anymore <laughs> and like, I won't be able to give you like one-on-one experiences but like yeah. I can teach you and I can at least you know express as much as I can um or in a meeting and in a workshop. And basically what I told him, what I would tell everyone else is like, you need to separate yourself to become a business. You need to separate yourself from being that local guy with a camera to becoming a business. Because if you start to, basically when you're also young and creative, people look at you and they'll instantly say, oh, you're young. Like, you know, he, he wants, he'll do this for free. Like, yeah, like I'll let him do it for his portfolio. Mm-hmm. And yes, you do need these opportunities, but at the same time, like you need to learn how to operate as a business and a business is for profit. So it's like getting your portfolio strong, but then slowly get more comfortable with like charging money for things and to look more professional everything needs to look professional your work needs to look good your social your your online presence needs to make it look good your website all these things are screaming oh professional professional because you never know when you're going to get that call that can really change your life which has happened to me multiple times by just hashtag chicago photographer mm. and so i'll say that you know put your work in as many places as you can to be found discovered um instagram is is major youtube is great um and then really understand business because you're always going to be learning both if you want to be you know start a business as a freelancer 
So everyone wants to be creative and shoot and be um, like, you know, do cool things. But it's really understanding that business is what's going to, you know, turn your camera into a real tool to being financially free. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, you're really a mentor to someone. <laughs> like, wow. If I don't have like a, I don't have a clap button uh, right now, but you know, let's give it up for that. I don't know. I know other podcasts, you know, they clap during these moments, but you know, that's really something, man. Wow, that's truly amazing. Thanks, man. Thank you. I do enjoy it. I really do. I I do have a background of teaching. Um, mm. from um, actually, like I grew up in the church, and mm -hmm. even though I'm not as connected anymore, um it did teach me a lot and I would do like little classes here and there. And like, um, I wouldn't say I was a preacher, but like, I would like talk to the youth, do a lot of mentorship programs. I was, I grew up in a lot of mentorship um, opportunities. My mom put me in a lot of opportunities where I was able to see successful men and teach me. And I am a slow learner. I know that about myself. And I just tried to teach like, mm. I really needed um, to anybody because I made a lot of mistakes, still make mistakes, but I do enjoy seeing someone passionate about picking up a camera mm -hmm. and like helping them the best way I can. Cause I'm like, yo, this is way more than just a hobby for you. And if you don't want to, if you don't want it to be like a real thing, like your everyday thing, that's fine. We can talk about if you know how to get better to enjoy your visuals more. But we can also talk about how to make this like your career. That's beautiful. Like that truly is what you're doing is truly beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you so much. I hope to continue and teach a lot more people. So um, when you're when hired for a shoot, um, how do you know what gear to bring, who to call, pricing and separating the cost of friend and business? Now, I know that that's like a lot of questions all in one, but yeah. the last part, the friend and business part, that kind of goes more into, you know, more for like the mentorship of other people might who might be starting their own business or people in high school or college or things of that nature. Yeah, I think that part is very like it brings up a very core memory, actually, where my <laughs> friend, he wanted me to shoot something out of town mm. and you know, I need my flight book before I do anything, you know? And yeah. I, I told him, and I'm not like, basically he, he he told me like, it was like a year later, we had a conversation in person. And he was like, basically what happened was like, he wanted me to buy my own flight and then he would pay me back for the flight. Okay. And I was like, no, I'd rather you just buy me the flight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even though I could have done it, like, I don't like to put my own money into your project, even mm -hmm. if you're going to pay me back. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, and that's just how I treat business. And he basically told me, he was like, one time, he was like, yeah, like, when you, when I was trying to, like, have you do that shoot, I felt like we weren't friends. And I was like, we were friends. I was just operating as a business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I... I, you know, and there's some things, obviously, like I'll give in on, like, as far as like a good friend, he is a good friend, mm -hmm. but I don't like having any, I don't like having anyone like owing me money or I'm waiting for you to send me money or you want to pay me back. So it sounds like you're not even ready to do this project yet. And I'd rather everyone just be ready than to 
complete a project and be like waiting for whenever you're going to pay me, you know, mm-hmm. and especially as a friend, friends are the first people that can take forever to try to pay you or not mm-hmm. pay you at all. So mm-hmm. it's just about me protecting myself, you know? So to your question on how do I like approach projects as far as um, what gear I need and money, um, the first thing that I do is I just need to know what you're talking about because anybody can be interested in visuals, photography, or video, but um, I need a reference. And instead of a phone call, which can help, obviously, but like I need you to send me a few music videos or commercials that you love so I can see exactly what you're talking about. Because if you're hiring you know, a professional, you're hiring them to do their job. But that doesn't mean you always understand what they do. Mm-hmm. You just like the product. And so if I, you send me a video and I'm like, and I've made this mistake so many times, or like artists who have like 1K max or 2K max will send me a music video that guaranteed was a budget of at least 50K, you know? <laughs> and I made the mistake of like trying, you know? Mm-hmm. When I didn't have the skill, the knowledge, the crew, the, or the budget to do that. And then I would just fall short. And, you know, I've obviously learned how to make the most out of, you know, less. But, um, yeah, it's like I need to see what you're talking about. And then I can communicate, okay, like, you like this from this commercial. But, like, look at the location we're in. Like, we need to rent something like that. You see these lights? You know, these are have to be rigged up. Or, you know sounds like you want like a drone or sounds like you know you know what what can i do on my own or what do i need actual crew for yeah and i start to like break down like the needs of the project and then they'll like understand a little more um give them like a price range or whatever um but yeah i really look for lighting i look for location and um any specialty gear from like a specific reference because they can just like want an overall feel but if there's something like a car rig or a drone shot or a gopro mounted somewhere like very unique like yeah those are you know we can break that down and have more com- more of a conversation about how to accomplish that wow mm-hmm. Coming from a producer, yeah, that's like a producer as well. Like you, as a producer, like you break down a script and you read the script, and it's like Malik hops out of a pink convertible. Everyone else is like, "Yo, that's so cool!" The producer is circling pink convertible. (laughs) You know, like I get it. No, I said wow because it's like I I get it. Uh, I get it. I'm thinking from the perspective of like the artist of who would ask for this like who would ask you to do this and you only have this 1k budget but you've probably seen like a missy elliott video probably was 50k and they're like i want this you can't afford it you can't (laughs) afford it scratch it (laughs) scratch it don't even do it oh no seriously and 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 that's again that goes back to people not having any, any idea of what it really takes yeah even music videos can have a longer credit list. Like, mm-hmm. just understand it's like, but I, I say that, and I made a YouTube video recently about that, is to not get discouraged by that. You can still make a lot of really fun visuals on a lower budget. But if 
if if you do want certain things, it is going to cost some money. So. And which, um, just as a side note to the listeners, your YouTube videos, I, which I seen the one you're referencing, your YouTube videos, you were teaching people how to do a lot on your YouTube channel and your Instagram. Um, oh, you. You, I mean, you're giving like masterclass things <laughs> on how to do this. It's like how to do this, how to do that. You are really teaching people <laughs> on oh, how to make music videos and, you know, this, that, and the third. It's really great because from a producer standpoint, now, you know, it makes sense. And if people don't go and listen and learn, it's really up to them. But <laughs> And you're going to learn. You're going to learn the hard way or you're going to learn the easy way. I've learned the hard way multiple times. And so if I can just like show somebody to save them some time and some stress, like I'm cool with that. But yeah, I, I enjoy showing how things are done. Um, So I want to ask you, Having to be active on social media at a rapid pace, is it harder now or harder when you first started out? You know, with all the apps, YouTube, Instagram, the plethora of social media we have nowadays. Um, how is it? So, at, so is it easier now or harder than you saying? Or, or is it harder now or easier? Um, because I've heard from other creatives I've had, to interview you know it is a little harder to try to be active on social media of having to post on like tiktok youtube Mm. shorts Mm. instagram reels facebook whatever Mm. reels or things um Mm. is it easier for you or harder for you of you know just having to constantly be consistent um i know you're really active on instagram and youtube yeah and so instagram and youtube are my main things right now obviously there's so much there's tiktok youtube shorts like you said like all these different things if i was a lot earlier in my career i may have been more like more aggressive on getting everything on there like i said you want your work shown in multiple places and that's important. Like, yes, it makes it's important to have Instagram followers and a community and people to share your work and to get views. But at the same time, like I it's easy to get overwhelmed by having to do all that stuff. And so I'm like 10 years down the line of like building an invisible network of people. Mm. So I told, you know, the guy that I was teaching the other day, I said, if the internet had a countdown <laughs> everyone's screen at the same time just like a three-day countdown and that was it and, and the internet was gone forever like who would know you you know who would know what you do who has worked with you in person and who 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 when someone's thinking of your skill set do you come to mind for a good reason or a bad reason you know what I mean is it a good experience or not so obviously social media is so important for me but it's those in-person interactions and the years of experience and working with so many different people that has really like helped me a lot more when it comes to like having a network and right now I feel like I'm like coast not coasting but just like riding on that wave of like all those years of like really trying to push my instagram and push all these different um 
social media platforms where it's kind of like working for me now mm-hmm. and now I can just like post something I shot like months ago or even like years ago and you know just show people what I do because I have like people seeing my stuff now and I don't, I don't even I don't even have 10k or like 100k followers on anything but it's like enough where like people can see me and um yeah get my work out there I do I will say that like social media now I'm, I have a different relationship with it now because like last year I had like the biggest shoot of like my life like the craziest shoot like I can't even like post anything about it <laughs> but like it was like it was so fulfilling it was great and I was talking to the cinematographer mm-hmm. it was really like a movie set and I was like the photographer for the whole brand that she was like 80 people on set and I was like this is insane and I was talking to the cinematographer and I was like yo like you know, and I, I, I didn't let anybody like I wasn't trying to hide the fact that it was my first time from anybody. I told everybody I was like, oh, this is my first time. I'm super grateful. Thank you so much. Like, this is their day to day. You know, do they do this? But I talked to the cinematographer and I said, yo, like, how did you like book these projects? Like, we're we're in like one of the five escalades that they rented for everyone. And wow. you know, the producer is talking to the cinematographer about a whole nother project probably on the same scale as this one and meanwhile this project alone is like my whole world and I'm like yo like how do you get this stuff like I'm trying to be in this world you know Mm -hmm. and he was like um yeah man honestly like I go on LinkedIn and I just reach out to a ton of people and I show them my work and you know I'll get some no's but I'll get some yeses and he didn't say a single thing about Instagram (laughs) his Instagram actually is super dry he has like I don't know, like 400 followers. He, he posts on it like once every like eight months. And I'm seeing somebody like on the high level projects that I wanted to be on mm-hmm. with basically a non-existent Instagram. And that basically, you know, reminded me that it's not always about social media. It's about the people who know you, know your work and that trust you. And, you know, being in those circles that are going to give you the opportunities that you want. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really crazy. Wow. So to the listeners out there, um, you know, social media is something, uh, yeah. but don't let it, you know, bog you down. LinkedIn, connect with everybody. Yeah, so don't sleep on LinkedIn. Yeah, don't sleep on LinkedIn. If anybody from LinkedIn, you know, wants to sponsor, um, cough, cough. <laughs> No, seriously. Uh, so um I want to ask the Chalette gear, where can you know people get it? Anybody wants to listen, <laughs> you know, this is a shameless plug. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. I've been like I love that people love the merch and and you know, I sold out of it every time. Um unfortunately it is not my priority. I do it for fun now. Um, but I haven't really like put anything out in a while. Like the hoodies are like have done really well i'm thinking of like maybe doing the hoodie drop again but i don't know i just haven't been doing it as much especially after moving to la um where it's a lot hotter so i'm like thinking of different things to do but yeah i mean anything that i post merch wise will always be on my website shillette.com all right i just wanted to i'm glad i've got an exclusive uh <laughs> where people can get it and you know yeah <laughs> just no, information about it <laughs> no i appreciate it <laughs> So I seen on your Instagram, I want to ask you about the inevitable 
the film The Inevitable, if you want to talk about that. Sure, yeah. So The Inevitable is a short film directed by Jamal Fields Green, and he is a buddy of mine that I met when he was doing Hamilton in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he is he's such a great artist. He like has such a big like dream for everything. And he yeah, we really connect well. Like he he has the vision and he trusts me completely. And we shot that in New York and it was a story about um, two brothers and one is like a cocky boxer. He's really good. And, you know, they have daddy issues and it's a, it's a, it's a really cool story. And it was his first time making a short film. And, you know, it reminded me of like getting, coming together with friends and like making a project together, but it was like actually really good. And it was it came out really well. We're very, very proud of it. You know, he's in the film festival rotation with it now. Um, but I hadn't really done any film stuff before that for a while. So it was really nice to return to it as the actual cinematographer um, for the project, but also to shoot the cover uh, shot, um, the the poster. Um, and it was it was a really fun experience. There's so much that happened behind the scenes that I really enjoyed. And again, as a producer, like mm-hmm. there were so many things happening from, for example, he was like, yeah, I think we should shoot the scene at like 3 a.m. So it's dark outside. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we could shoot at 7 p.m. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, we could shoot, we could shoot, you know, the first scene from like, one to five take a break and then shoot the other scene the same day um at 7 p.m and then we just have more done in one day it's and, still gonna be dark <laughs> yeah it's still gonna be dark. you know little things like that like and i'm not saying like it sounds crazy to me when i hear it, but i'm like i gotta understand that everyone does it like i remember this other guy from chicago he was like yeah let's meet at the blue line at 5 a.m so it's dark and I'm like, yo, the blue line is underground. It doesn't matter what time you're there. It's going to be the Dark. same lighting every time. And he was like, oh, all right, bet, bet, bet. Let's, yeah, let's meet up at like one o'clock. And I was like, <laughs> yo, please stop. But I'm like, you know, everyone doesn't know. You're not thinking of lighting or anything like that. It's like, you know, but just dropping my suggestions in a room full of people. And they're like, Oh, true. That does make sense. <laughs> yeah. See, but that's a gift. That's a gift. Most people don't have that. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, you really gotta. Filmmaking is all about problem solving, and it really makes you become more of a like a logical thinker of like how you can do things on on a budget. And I remember on the big the big project I was on, like the gaffer walked up to me and he was like, all right, what do we need? Because I'll be here all day, but that won't. And he's pointing at the sun. So, and he's right, you know, we need to be on it because once that sun is gone, like we have a whole different mood. We have a ton of lights, but like, how can we be more effective to get what we need throughout the day? And yeah, so with that film, it was... It was a really good experience. And then now we're actually in the talks of doing another film this summer in New York. Mm. So I'm excited um, for that again. Because I, again, I I haven't really been doing film like that. You know, in my own way, I've been doing filmmaking through music videos. But to actually go back on a short film at this point in time is, is very rewarding. 
um this is just a side question it wasn't in my list of questions um to the younger filmmakers out there who are probably like graduating college i guess this would be like what their spring semester do you Mm. feel they would need to get like an agent or anything or i don't know like i mean we're both filmmakers but i always see in podcast and i listen to people and they're like oh i have to get an agent i have to do this and i'm like do Mm. you so i don't Mm. know i would love to hear your perspective on this yeah i'm not so i yeah what do i think i first of all i have never well there was a point in time where i had a quote-unquote manager but that never really i don't know i don't really feel like i got too much out of it that i could have just gotten myself i so i don't really have that experience with the agent or like a dedicated like management system to get me the projects i have seen you know, production houses, they have like directors, you know, mm-hmm. you can see the directors they work with and, you know, that company represents them. I myself don't have that. Um, it would be cool to do that for certain projects, um, for more like commercial stuff or like bigger budget projects. Obviously, you know, go through like a higher tier of, you know, vetting different talent. Um, but one of my friends actually brought up like a commissioner who does music videos and mm. i think commissioners basically help i don't even know i don't even remember what he said they do i think they just help like source talent for certain projects mm. that's that is what he said his goal was to find a commissioner to help him like find these projects um but again that is just for other people i have I don't personally have that experience. I don't know if I'm just doing it the hard way by just trying to like grind it out myself, but I do think you should try multiple things and I should as well. So definitely maybe do more, do more research on it. Maybe try to, I guess what I would do is if you want to think about an agent, maybe go on to different production house, like websites and try to reach out to certain directors or cinematographers and just, ask them for like 30 minutes of their time maybe talk to them about their experience and how has getting an agent or any representation like dramatically helped their career does it lock them into a certain type of like community or you know you know they probably there's probably only so much they'll say once they're still contracting <laughs> with somebody but like just just ask someone who has the experience so these last couple questions are probably going to be like the hardest ones I've okay. asked. Um, I haven't really asked any like difficult questions, but these will be, I think, the hardest ones. Yeah. So are, any advice you would have for creators trying to get into photography? Um, let me ask that one. There's like three questions here, but I'm going to okay. start that off. Any advice you would have for creators of all ages trying to get into photography? Got it. Well, first, um, understand what your style is. And by doing that, basically, go on Pinterest, Instagram, or rip out pages from a magazine. Mm. Pull out a ton of images that you gravitate towards. Don't think about anything other than the fact that you like that image. Create like a board of like all these images put together that you love. And then ask yourself why do you like these images 
And then you'll start to notice, oh, maybe I'm liking very wide angles. Maybe I'm liking really intimate detail shots, or maybe I like color. When you define your style and then start to do your best to recreate these images with people you know. Mm-hmm. First people that are going to give you time are your friends, your family, um, boyfriend, girlfriend. Shoot these people. Get comfortable with shooting people because your main client, if you're doing portrait photography, is obviously people. And so you need to get comfortable learning how to shoot with people because it's a very intimate thing. Everyone loves to learn lighting and cameras and lenses, and that's so important. But if you don't know how to create a creative and safe environment, then you're not going to be able to have very productive photo shoots. So really understand people and how they feel and what they need to feel beautiful. And that comes with shooting. Just shoot as much as you can. Just ask a ton of people to shoot. Build your experience. Build your portfolio. And once you have that portfolio, put it in all over the place. Make sure you have a solid website. Look up a photographer that you're inspired by. Guarantee they have a, a website. Solid work on Instagram. A bio. A headshot. You know, like just look mm-hmm. at people that you're inspired by. And make sure you look good at all angles. But at the same time, if you want to learn the business as well, like take a business class, learn about, you know, becoming an LLC or a sole proprietor or, you know, whatever you need to know to start generating income, investing that into more gear or into insurance or whatever. It's a lot, but what I'd say first is to, Define your style as a photographer. Recreate the images that you're inspired by. And then other people will gravitate towards that and want to work with you. That wasn't a lot where they can't do it. It's like you said, it sounds like a lot, but if they actually follow the steps, it helps them. Like it's not a lot, really. It's Mm -hmm. probably like one semester of college if you really think about it. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like if you do it all within one semester. There you go. You have a business. Right yeah. There. Yeah. You could. You could. I've seen it done before. So what would you say to your 15-year-old self? To my 15-year-old self? What would I say to my 15-year-old self? I kind of figured this one would be pretty tricky. Yeah. Honestly, I would just say, like, stop lying to people on what you think you want to go to college for. Mm. You know, I would just... I had, I and along with a lot of high schoolers, I had no idea what I wanted to do. But a lot of people are always asking you what you want to do, where you want to go to college, what do you want to be? And I never really had an answer. I didn't really see anything great with myself. I had very low self-esteem. And so I would just say things that sounded good, but it wasn't what I really wanted to do. Like, oh, an engineer or a lawyer or computer scientist, whatever. Like, I always knew that I enjoyed making videos at home, like, for fun uh, when YouTube came out. But I didn't really understand that my hobby could be a career. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to dis- to understand that, oh, all of my friends are getting into all these different schools and my grades suck. I don't really feel confident. Um, and I would just make videos for fun and learn how to edit, put things on YouTube and 
I never saw my passion as a career choice. And so I wish I sh- I just like accepted that a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? In five to 10 years, I, I definitely see myself having a more, um, a more, what I say, structured system for teaching a large group of people. And I think this goes directly with, you know, asking, you know, talking to my 15 year old self, like I would love to target high schoolers or very early, early college kids and help them understand the tools that they need. Um, Some who probably have far less resources than I did and maybe learn a lot faster than me on like how they can truly pick up a camera and change their whole lives mm-hmm. with with joy and also money. So I think that, you know, as I as I go on in my career, like I love doing what I do, like photo shoots and music videos and all that. But I think that next step for me is really finding an effective way to teach a lot of people. Cause I do have a big passion for that. I love teaching people. I love seeing people get excited for, you know, small um, steps of improvement and, you know, I learn from them as well. So yeah, I hope to do far more workshops all over the country and, you know, more classes and maybe online workshops. And as I learn and get better, I'm also like bringing up another community at the same time. That's amazing. Well, Thank you. Shalette, this has been great. <laughs> this is this that was it on my questions because I don't know. I feel like I've held you here for a long time of asking you these questions, but this has been an amazing like masterclass of learning. I've learned a lot. Um, uh, I'm glad. I hope uh, we've taught somebody out there, whether in high school, college, or you know, just some grown adult that mm-hmm. wants to be in photography, film. Maybe we've changed someone around and, you know, they want to be a film producer now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take a look at it. But, you know, I appreciate it. It was super fun. Definitely great connecting with you again. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, you're really successful and it's always great to always, you know, connect with you. It's great to see all the things you've done. Uh, I feel like I hear about you all the time from our mutual friend, Dewan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This man is sticking with me for life. Everything he does, he's calling me. Yeah, he's always bringing you up. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to Shalette about this and that. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> this is amazing. He's so, such a visionary. Yeah, I heard he's going out to L.A. soon. You guys mm-hmm. are shooting a video, so mm-hmm. it's great. Blessings to you and your family. Thank you, uh, man. You as uh, well. Stay, I don't know, dry out there because I heard it's like raining like crazy out in L.A. right now. Yeah, it's been a it's been a switch up. It's not it hasn't been the LA I thought I was moving to. It's been <laughs> raining all the time. But now we're finally back to clear skies. I don't know what that was about, but yeah, definitely staying dry. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Well, thank you. Uh we'll stay in touch for sure. Definitely, definitely. Reach out anytime. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Oh, thank you. Uh already now. Thank you. <laughs>